May my hands be holy when I kneel in prayer. May my life be holy when I praise. Help me, Lord, respect the role you've given me. May I serve with honor all my days. May I serve with honor in the role you've given me. And may I never go beyond my place as I serve my Savior and I give you praise. Help me follow the truth and I'll be saved. May my hands be holy when I kneel in prayer. May my life be holy when I praise. Help me, Lord, respect the role you've given me. May I serve with honor all my days. The balanced belief that we're going to be taking a look at in this video is the balance between the old and the new covenants. Now, for the most part, I'm going to mean the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I believe that most Christians, they tend to focus either on the Old Testament or the New Testament. I mean, you probably have one of the, the favorite. You might like the Old Testament stories, or you might like learning in the New Testament the things about Jesus Christ. But I believe it is so important that we have a balance between these Testaments, that we understand the purpose of each one. and each of these covenants, but also each of these testaments, and that we understand uh, the part that we play and the part that they play within our lives. So let's look at these things together. At this point, you might be thinking covenants. Uh, okay, well, what do you mean about covenants? Because I do believe it's important for us to make sure that we, we understand. And after all, it's not by accident that I put old and new covenants instead of putting old and new testament. I thought about labeling this as Old and New Testament, but I think looking at it as uh, Old and New Covenant, it makes a little bit more sense. So what do we mean by covenants? Well, uh, for starters, one thing to understand about a covenant is it's, it's kind of like a contract, though maybe a little different than a contract as well. It, it does have to do with an agreement. And these covenants that we're speaking of are really agreements that humans make with God. So once again, we come to covenants, more than one. What are we talking about? Well, let's take a look at some of them together. Back in Genesis chapter 6, verse 18, this is really the first time that we see covenant, uh, a covenant being discussed right here. And this is all the way back at the very first few pages of the Bible, back whenever uh, Noah walked the earth and whenever the flood happened. So there, part of what God says and by the way, I just selected one verse of several examples that, that show this covenant uh, with Noah and God. But right here in Genesis 6:18, we read, But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives, with you. So in this passage, God is already starting to talk about establishing this covenant. But if you keep reading, you'll find out that the sign of that covenant was, of course, the rainbow. So, you know, we even have rainbows today. And that covenant was not just with Noah and also his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, not just those eight people on the ark. But that covenant, if you keep reading and you keep looking at the word covenant, you'll find out that that one that God is talking about is actually with all living creatures, even for us today. And that promise of what God said is that he's not going to flood the earth again. So this is the first time that we really see covenant in the Bible. And this has to do with an agreement that God says he is going to do something in that case. But if you keep reading in, in even the book of Genesis, you will find more covenants that are talked about. For example, uh, you find here that Noah and all life really uh, had covenants with God. 
But then also a few chapters later, you find out that Abraham had uh, was in a covenant relationship with God. And then Moses and really the whole nation of Israel was in a covenant relationship. Now that tends to be what I'm talking about, at least whenever I'm talking about the, the old covenant and the new covenant. Um, I, I don't mean old and I'm not trying to say old in the sense of, you know, oh, well, it's just, you know, outdated and stuff like that. It's old because it's in contrast of that that new one. Uh, I mean, technically, this new covenant that we're under right now, uh, it's 2000 years old. So is that new or is that old? Uh, you know, you be the judge. Time is a very interesting thing. Um, but here, this covenant that God made with Moses and all of Israel, uh, that's typically what uh, I'm going to be referring to as kind of the old covenant. So whenever I talk about the old and the new covenant, I'm contrasting kind of the Old and the New Testaments there. And most of that comes down to uh, the, the covenant relationship that God entered with his people uh, during the days of Moses. That's why we call the law of God the law of Moses, because Moses was kind of the mediator at that time. Now, there's another covenant that I haven't mentioned just yet, and that is the covenant that God made with David. And it was really to the line of kings that would come after David. Now, what we find out if you trace these uh, these covenants that are mentioned here, uh, all of them, uh, about Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, all of them come to the point of Christ. So uh, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but we see in Christ that he kind of fulfills all of these things. And he furthers this idea about this covenant. And by the way, uh, we also uh, will find out that, yes, there's these uh, these covenants. And this is kind of what we're talking about here is these agreements. Uh, but there is also a new covenant that's talked about. And this is where the New Testament comes in and kind of the importance of bringing this lesson all together and seeing this, this balance that needs to happen between these two covenants. So the New Covenant, um, this was actually prophesied even in the Old Testament. You know, it's not something like the New Testament just comes out of nowhere and then is making all these claims. No, the New Testament uh, was definitely within line with what the Old Testament said. Let's look at just one of those passages in the Old Testament that spoke about a New Covenant being made with God's people. One of probably the most famous passages and, and one of my favorites because it really kind of shows us the type of time period that we should be living in right now. Jeremiah 31 verses 31 through 34. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God. They will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. This is a beautiful passage and one that really makes way for the New Testament, for what we find out about. Uh, what Jesus Christ made a difference and how he changed these things. So uh, this covenant that's being spoken of here in Jeremiah 31, it was being spoken of while they were still under the old covenant. I mean, isn't that amazing? It's definitely something that God had planned. It's something that he had in mind. This new covenant was going to be something different. It's going to be something new, yeah, but it's going to be something different. It's a different type uh, of covenant. There's also going to be a different relationship between God and his people. Um, still the concept of being a husband and, and kind of being in a, in a marital relationship with God is still kind of mentioned and, and still used as a, a kind of a metaphor um, in the New Testament, just like it was in the Old Testament. But there's also a difference here. We find out that in verse 34, 
it says here that no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord. See, it's going to be in some capacities a little bit more personal. Uh, now, okay, looking at it from hindsight, okay, we live in the New Covenant time, the New Testament time. And now we know that, yeah, we don't have to tell one another to know the Lord because the Lord lives within us. This is something that is different with us being Christians and how it was for the entire nation of Israel. They didn't have the same uh, uh, statements about how Jesus can be in our hearts or God can be in our hearts or the Holy Spirit being in our hearts, uh, which all of those you will find in the New Testament. You don't see that same type of connection quite um, in the Old Testament like what you do in the New. That's one of the differences. Also, another difference that's mentioned in verse 34 is that God says that he will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. That is something that's different. Now, all these sacrifices under the Old Covenant, under the Law of Moses, all of those pointed toward a future sacrifice. But in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, that's where we see true forgiveness of sins. And so much so that God will not even remember our sins. Now, this new covenant is why when we turn to the page of the New Testament, we find out that even like in the book of John, that's why he starts off just like in the book of Genesis with the phrase in the beginning. So John 1, 1, uh, John writes, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. There we find out that we're supposed to understand this is something completely new that's being done in their days. When Jesus set foot on this earth, things changed. Around that time of Jesus, things were changing. So in the beginning, yes, God created the heavens and the earth back in Genesis. But in John 1, we find out in the beginning was the word. And that word, he became flesh. And we found out something uh, else about God. Uh, we, we were able to be in, in a different type of relationship with God. I'm speaking about we as, as human beings whenever Jesus set foot on this earth. Because never before had God really walked among us as one of us, like what he did in the person of Jesus Christ. Some of these things we looked at last week, so I'm not going to go into great detail about those. But I do want to uh, also read verse 17. We see this contrast here between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Sometimes this contrast is made between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And we kind of think that this is uh, a little bit more of a blanket statement than what I, I think that we should really read into this. Verse 17, we read, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Sometimes we look at that passage and we might think, oh, well, well, the, the Old Testament, it was all about the, the hardness of God and the firmness of God and, and that, he, that he focused so much on justice, which he did, okay? And we looked at some of these things this morning. But then some people will also say, okay, well, that's how it was in the Old Testament. It was really hard to, to do anything, and it was really hard to be in a relationship with God. But now, in the New Testament, we have this grace and the truth through Jesus Christ. I want to remind you that Jesus Christ, God, we still serve the same God. The Old Covenant, the New Covenant, it is still the same God. So that also might lead to another question, which I think that we need to uh, spend some time and address it. And that is, okay, the Old and the New Covenants, what is the purpose of these? You know, why, why did the covenant change? Why does our relationship with God change? And kind of also we will see the part that Jesus Christ himself plays in this. And this is probably the most important uh, part of this lesson, but I, I want us to understand that um, the, uh, there are different covenants that are mentioned in the Bible. And now we live under this new covenant. But what does that really mean? What's the purpose of it all? So now let's take a look at this purpose of both of the covenants. Let's begin by seeing some uh, reasons that we should have a balanced belief of and a balanced focus on the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, after all, 
I think it's important, and one thing that I like to remind people of, and, and I don't know, maybe I've even done this uh, before in these videos, but take your Bible, okay, and turn to where the Testaments change, uh, where they go between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, depending on your Bible, of course, this might be a little bit unfair because you might have a whole lot of, uh, like, a, a, of a uh, dictionary and stuff in the back. But one of the reasons why it's important for us to uh, definitely look at the Old Testament and the New Testament is, I hope you can see that on the screen. Uh, right here, all of this, this is the Old Testament. Right here, uh, over here, this is the New Testament. My finger is in between. There we are. Oh, sorry. Left is right and right is left on this screen. So here we are. You see the Old Testament and the New Testament. If we only focus on the New Testament, we're missing out on this much of the Bible. Let's not do that. Let's make sure that we have a balanced belief, that, that we focus with, with a balance on these things, and that we understand the reasons for these different covenants. So Romans 15 verse 4 tells us this purpose of the Old Testament. Here the Apostle Paul, he says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. What's the reason for the Old Testament? Those things were written down to teach us so that we might have hope. That hope, of course, I believe what we can see is that it rests on Jesus Christ. And that hope is always found in Jesus Christ, even when we read the pages of the Old Testament. These things were recorded for us so that we can learn from them, so that they will teach us. But th there's still other passages that tell us this. In the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 11, the same type of thing is mentioned there. These things happen to them, talking about Old Testament things, uh, if you look at the surrounding verses, you'll see that. So these things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So what's the reason for the Old Testament? Well, the reason right here that's specifically given is it was as a warning for us. The same type of idea as what the Apostle Paul said in the previous passage. And that is, we're supposed to learn. We're supposed to, to heed these warnings. We're supposed to learn from these examples that have been recorded for us. But there's still also more reasons for why we have the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. In the book of Galatians, we find out here, uh, really through the whole book, and I'm, I'm not gonna get into all the details about this, of what Galatians says, but, but the entire book of Galatians really will teach us a lot about the law and coming to Christ. Um, but here in Galatians 4, I just wanna share a, a few verses right here that tell us about the Old Testament leading us to Christ and coming to that point in history where Jesus Christ set foot on this, this earth. So in Galatians 4 verses 4 through 7, we read, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. This passage talks about how this was always within the plan of God. Jesus came at this set time. When the set time fully came, that's whenever God sent his son. That's whenever Jesus Christ, he was born of a human being, born under the law of Moses. And we see that, that Jesus was the, the, the reason of why the law was kind of preparing us for that time in history. Whenever that time came, Jesus Christ came. And we also find out uh, throughout the, the page of the New Testament that all of the teachings that we see are completely in line with what the Old Testament was teaching us as well. 
let's look at some other passages that kind of show us that. In the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 through 16, this is amazing to me because this passage, uh, let me tell you what we're going to see in it, then we'll read it. In verse 15, the part that I put in bold and underline here on the screen, it says that our dear brother Paul also wrote. So he's talking about the, the things that, that Paul wrote, the letters that Paul wrote. Okay, Peter is talking about what Paul wrote. Now, what did Paul write? Well, if you look in your Bible, they start in those letters um, in Romans and they go on for the next like 13 uh, books. So those are the things that Paul wrote right there. And they are compared in verse 16 to the other scriptures. What other scriptures is Peter talking about there? Well, the only other scriptures that would have been written during that time would have been the Old Testament. So he is comparing these writings of Paul and perhaps also some of the other uh, passages in the New Testament with other scriptures. This is where we see that, that uh, you know, it, Paul wasn't just writing these things to be helpful to these, these uh, groups of Christians. No, the Old Testament was very important and it was raised up on a pedestal. But now we see that the, the writings of Paul was also raised up on that pedestal. Why is that? It's because all of it is God's word and all of it is worthy of our attention. Second Peter chapter three, verses 15 through 16. Notice this comparison with me. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our brother, our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. So like I said, right here in this passage, you see that the writings of our dear brother Paul are compared with the writings that are found in the Old Testament. What we find out in the New Testament is everything is in line with what the Old Testament said. But that still is important for us to, to understand what's the purpose of the New Testament then? If the Old Testament was to teach us, to show us these examples and, and uh, give us warnings, well, what about the New Testament? Well, I would say some of the reason it still kind of carries over and it has some of the same things, but it's also more. Whenever Jesus celebrated the Passover festival with his disciples, he did something that was called, you know, the Last Supper. Uh, the Lord's Supper is what we call it today. But the way Matthew records it in verse uh, in chapter 26, verse 28, Jesus says, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. If you look at Luke's gospel account of it, in uh, Luke 22, 20, he says, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So together we see that this blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. The purpose of the New Testament is to where we see true forgiveness of sins. True forgiveness of sins only comes through Jesus Christ, only comes through this blood of this new covenant, this blood of Jesus Christ. Sure. We need to learn from the examples of the Old Testament. Most certainly we need to. That's the balance that we have to have. But we also have to balance those things out with the New Testament to where we find this true, complete forgiveness that even the Old Testament was looking forward to and talking about. So whether we read the Old Testament or the New Testament, we must respect it as God's word. And that's the final passage that I want to share with you uh, about God's word and about the need for us to respect both the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. To that, we turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. Now, I know that this passage is going to be very familiar to you, and we've even looked at it, you know, for pretty, you know, pretty recently. 
maybe even several times pretty recently. But I want you to notice it all together. Look at verses 14 all the way down to verse 17. This is Paul talking to Timothy. And he says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Those last two verses, without a doubt, very familiar to you. Very important to you, I'm sure. We, we looked at this last week as well, about how all scripture is from God. But I want you to combine this with verse 15 as well. Notice what Paul says there. He says that from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. Let me ask you this question. What scriptures is Paul talking about? What scriptures would have been around from Timothy's infancy? It would have only been the Old Testament. Most certainly not the New Testament. It was in writing, in the process of being written whenever Timothy was alive. But from infancy, that is talking about the Old Testament. And what does it say about the Old Testament? How from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. What about those Holy Scriptures, the Old Testament? Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So now we see this meshing of the purpose behind the Old Covenant, the New Covenant, the Old Testament, the New Testament, all of these things kind of come together here. And we find out that even in the Old Testament, most certainly in the New Testament, but even in the Old Testament, we find out that these scriptures, they are able to make us wise for salvation. And where does that salvation come from? That salvation, that forgiveness of sins, comes through our faith in Christ Jesus. We must recognize, like what verse 16 says, is that all scripture is God-breathed. That means the Old Testament. That means the New Testament. All of it has a purpose. We need to be reading it. We need to be learning from it. We need to be acting upon it. I hope that you will do that. I hope that you will join me in doing that process every single day. Salvation has come to us through Jesus Christ. And we read about that story whenever we open up and read our Bibles. I love you, Lord, so I want to be baptized and wash my sins away. I love you, Lord, so I want to be baptized and then I can be saved. I love you, Lord, so I want to be baptized. With Jesus I'll be raised. I love you, Lord, so I want to be baptized. Giving God, Giving God the praise and I'll be born. I've been raised. I love the Lord so my friend.
and have been baptized, giving God the praise, and I've been born again. Born of the Mother and the Spirit, and I've been born again. Washed in the blood of the Lamb, and I've been born again. Walking in a life of forgiveness, and I've been born again. Yes, born again, a child of God I am. I love you, friends, won't you come and be baptized and wash your sins away? I love you, friend, won't you come and be baptized and then you can be saved. I love you, friend, won't you come and be baptized with Jesus you'll be raised. I love you, friend, won't you come and be baptized? Giving God the praise, and you'll be born again. Born of the Mother and the Spirit, and you'll be born again. Wash in the blood of the Lamb, and you'll be born again. Walking in a life of forgiveness, and you'll be born again. Yes, born again, obeying Christ.